No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Always More TV. It's so good to be back with you from our home today. And I have a very special guest with me and she's been on before. So some of you may know her or remember her, my dear friend, Michelle Bruns. So thank you, Michelle, for being with us today. Thank you for having at me. The at the house. We just at the house, hanging <laughs> out. And uh, Michelle and I have been, ha we've just had it on our heart. The Lord put it on our heart to do a study of the Holy Spirit in Acts, in the book of Acts. And so the next four weeks, we're going to be doing a study on the book of Acts and what the Holy Spirit was doing in each chapter. At least we're going to give it an attempt, aren't we? It's been a great journey together and we've learned a lot. It's kind of like drinking out of a water, out of a fire hose, Absolutely. I'd like to say, because there's so much in it, but we're going to just take our best shot at it, aren't we? And, Amen. And I pray that all of you at home are blessed by this and um, blessed by this study. And I hope you'll tune in every week and be with us. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into it. Father, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you so much for this time together and for those who are tuning in with us today. I pray, Father, that your presence will be right there with them. I pray, Father, that the Holy Spirit will just illuminate his word to each of us as we study all about the precious Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. And we give you praise and glory and honor for all you'll do in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much again for being with us and teaching us today. And you're going to give us some homework. I'm excited about that. <laughs> and um, we're just going to start out and just kind of lay some groundwork for uh, the book of Acts, where it was written and who wrote it, that kind of thing. And if you at home want to go and get your Bible uh, or get it out on your cell phone and just follow along with us, we're going to look at the first uh, seven chapters today yes. and then and then thereafter we'll look at seven more seven more seven more till we finish so uh, enjoy being with us and and take some notes if you would you'll be blessed by it so give us some background on the book of acts and um, we'll we'll just see what we can get through today okay well the book of acts a lot of people or your scholars will call luke 2 because it was written by luke who was a cohort of Paul's. He was a doctor and so he was very well learned and in the beginning of the book of Luke you hear him uh, tell the people I'm writing this book because I've gathered all of this information from different places and I want you to know how it lays out. Yeah. And so we see Jesus of course in the Gospels um, and at the end of Luke we see him recording Jesus talking to the disciples and telling him, I'm going to go away, but wait, this is what's going to come. And then we pick up in the book of Acts uh, with him repeating that and going from there. Very good. Okay. And Luke, we know, was a physician. Right. So he was a scholarly man, and for him to write the account of the Holy Spirit was pretty miraculous all in itself that the Absolutely. Lord chose Luke to write it. So mm -hmm. very interesting. And he was a companion of Paul. Correct. Okay. All right. So what do we see in that first chapter of Acts? And how do we see the Holy Spirit working in, in that chapter? 
Well, we see uh, boldness over fear. Oh, yeah. You know, the enemy wants to come in and take everything that we have. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we see boldness over fear. We see power over weakness. So good. Freedom over bondage. Mm -hmm. Increase over lack. We see wholeness over brokenness. Relationship over loneliness. And then belief over unbelief. Oh, good. Yeah. So that's who the Holy Spirit is. I mean, that's what he does when he comes he in. Our, and that's what this program is all about <laughs> is just saying, you know, you don't have to do life alone. And Absolutely. He, he makes everything so much sweeter. Yes. And yeah. one thing that we need to know um, as an audience is that we are still in the book of Acts. We're still in the dispensation of the Spirit. And we'll go on into that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But it's so important for people to know that the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. He's alive, he's active today, and he's on the earth. And he came on the earth simply to help you and I to become witnesses of Jesus. That's so good. That's so good. We need him. And that takes us to, uh, or reminds me of that scripture, Matthew 28 and 19. Right. You want to read that for us just sure. as we set up the book of Acts. It says, go, for, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded mm-hmm. you, and I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Mm-hmm. And I'm see the problem that is coming to the church is that we have all these churches who are who are on the great commission go out and spread the gospel mm-hmm. uh, or go do what they call random acts of kindness now but we're not teaching the holy spirit it's true and the whole reason i feel like they wrote the book of acts mm. is so that we would know that we have got to have the holy spirit to operate not just in spreading the gospel, but in our everyday lives, because he gives us that wisdom and he gives us discernment and he gives us the power and the boldness just Mm -hmm. to live our lives in the natural. And you know, every day is a battle, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And we need a friend to walk with us through that battle. We do. And so we need the Holy Spirit just more than the air we breathe. We yes. need the Holy Spirit in us, working in us. Yes, we do. Yeah. So that was Jesus who was giving that commission to go, therefore. Yes. And you can't go without the Holy Ghost. You can't go without the Holy Ghost. I've tried it. It doesn't work <laughs> it too doesn't well. Work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Okay. Yeah. So Acts chapter one. Acts chapter How do we see the Holy okay. Spirit? What is he doing in that okay. uh, chapter and how are we introduced to him? Well, you know, Jesus also said to the disciples before he left, he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. Yes. I'm going to send someone mm-hmm. to be with you, to guide and direct you. And so Acts picks up uh, with Luke telling him, he said, this is all, all about the former book. I began to tell you what Jesus did. And he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. Now, I'm just going to pick a couple of scriptures out of here to set this up. When you um, go on down to four, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, 
but to wait for the promise of the Father. Mm -hmm. Now go on down to five. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But then we get to eight. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Mm -hmm. So he's just telling them, this is what you're going to need to be witnesses. You are going to need to be infilled with that power of the Holy Spirit. That's so good. And then I love how um, then they see Jesus ascend. Mm -hmm. But you know what he says? They watch him go up into the air and the angel says to them, men of Galilee, why are you watching Jesus? Mm. This very same Jesus who left will come back exactly how he left. That's and that's very important. And that's how we know that we're still in the age of the spirit because Jesus hasn't returned to us yet. That's powerful. And so we as a church are waiting for his return. Mm -hmm. And so what do we do as we're waiting for his return? Mm -hmm. We go to Jerusalem, Judea. <laughs> And Samaria, Samaria and the uttermost ends of the... You know, yeah. that's really interesting that he said that too. I was kind of looking at that and studying Jerusalem represents kind of our holy place, our mm -hmm. home. You know, we're to be a light in our home. And then uh, Judea is like our neighborhood because Jesus went into Judea and he mm -hmm. would witness and he would heal and, and touch the people. And then Samaria represents those places that we ordinarily wouldn't go or that group of people that we, we wouldn't want to reach out to that's uncomfortable for mm -hmm. us or maybe outside of our, you know, background or whatever. And, um, and it takes the Holy Spirit to, to do all three. You know, Absolutely. you have to have the baptism and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to reach the people that God's called us to. That's right. Amen. That's right. Well, as we finish in um, chapter one, um, it's very interesting because they, it says after they see the angel, they return and they're all still praying together and they do something very important. They have to choose another leader to be with them. Mm. And I love how he says, men and brethren, um, we have to pick someone who's filled with the Holy Spirit and, and <clears throat> someone that they can trust. And that someone was to take who's, Judas's place? Yes, to take Judas's okay. place. Someone who had been with them. Uh -huh. And it just shows us a picture of the church. Like we need to know mm. who we're doing ministry with. Mm. We can't just, you know, meet someone and decide like we can do ministry with them. Yeah. Our spirit has to... Um, align with their spirit. You know, you have to trust yeah. them and know them. Yeah. And so it's very important that you know who you're doing ministry that's with. A, that's a great point. It really is. And I've been blessed to be able to do ministry with you now for, <laughs> what, 13, 14 years. Yeah. We've been together, praying together every week, studying the Word together, ministering together. And and the Lord just keeps putting us together. You just stuck with me. <laughs> We're stuck together like glue, <laughs> like that song. Uh. Isn't that great? Okay, so that was Acts chapter uh, 1. Mm -hmm. And then really the big focus of Acts that everybody loves to study and talk about, and yeah. it's worthy of a study in and of itself, is Acts chapter 2. Mm -hmm. Acts chapter, chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and set upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So here we see the disciples and they're all together with the 120 other believers that, that came with them. Okay. Yeah. And they're in the upper room. Now, the interesting thing about this is I had always, as a little girl, saw the guy praying, you know, with his hands mm. and the tongues of fire come down on this, but it says that they were sitting. Mm. And that to me tells me that they were just waiting, relaxed. Mm. They weren't striving. They weren't trying to make something happen. Mm. They just were doing what Jesus told them. And they went back to Jerusalem and they were waiting. And so they hear this rushing mighty wind and um, the tongues of fire come down. And it's very uh, important to note that it's set upon each one of them. Individually, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And I've also uh, heard so many people say, and that caused confusion because it says they were confused. But when you look at verse 6, it says that they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. It wasn't confusion like no one knew what was happening a better word would be they were astonished mm -hmm. like they just were like how is this happening well this is a miracle event yeah i mean if a mighty rushing wind were to come through here right now <laughs> right we'd be a little like astonished yeah you're yeah. they were astonished yeah. they didn't know what was happening but when you go down to 11 it says we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of god yeah so they were very clear on what was being spoken, but they did not understand because mm. you have 50 different nations of Jews mm -hmm. and the day of Pentecost was a festival of weeks. And so they were coming from all of these other nations to be there. Yeah. So the Lord, as always, has perfect timing and time that perfectly. So I counted 16, it mentions in here, 16 yeah. different nations or countries mm -hmm. that were in Jerusalem and they began to interpret what was being spoken by those who were in that upper room. Correct. Yeah. And so, um, I just, a little, uh, like example, I was in church one time and, uh, with these two women and one woman, one, one woman was an immigrant from Germany, I think. And the woman in front of her was just worshiping the Lord and started praying in tongues. Mm -hmm. And she said it was very strange because it wasn't my normal prayer language. Mm -hmm. And the woman behind her after church tapped her on the shoulder and she said, thank you so much. I just, I needed that confirmation from the Lord. Thank you for what you spoke to me. And the woman had no idea what she was talking about wow. because the Holy Spirit had spoke through her to that woman. And we have to be very clear today that people understand this Pentecostal tongue that came in Acts 2 was God speaking to man. Mm -hmm. And it came out in every language. It was a miracle of God. Mm -hmm. But we also have a prayer language mm -hmm. that your Pentecostal believers believe in mm -hmm. very much. And that is the Holy Spirit praying through you back to God. That's right. And so there's nothing to be afraid of. That's right. You know, we, we have people come in and they'll be like, you shouldn't do that. That's emotionalism and, and mm -hmm. things like that. But really, there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Amen. He is. And, you know, there's nothing like praying in the Holy Spirit because when we pray in the Spirit, we're praying 
perfectly the perfect will of God that sometimes our mind, our will, our emotions don't understand. So, so important. We did uh, a whole teaching on the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. And if you at home want to go back on our YouTube channel, you can, you can watch those. And um, we take a whole uh, program just to talk about that. So it's very important. And we would encourage you, if, if maybe that's something that's unfamiliar to you, mm-hmm. just ask the Holy Spirit. Like Michelle said, he's yeah. a gentleman to come and just reveal it to you. And as you're studying Acts, as we're studying Acts all together, just ask the Holy Spirit, illuminate this to me, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I want to know who you are. I want to know what it's like to have you pray through me. I want to be able to speak in tongues like uh, what happened in the, in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. And he will do it. He is faithful. He's faithful. And Amen. we can't, I mean, I just can't stress that enough here. Yeah. Because you and I both know there's been times where you've called me and you can't even pray for yourself. Yeah. And I don't even know what you're going through, but the Holy Spirit will start to pray That's because right. the Holy Spirit knows exactly mm-hmm. what you need. He does. And it is just... Um, He's so faithful, yeah, isn't he? He's so miracle. faithful. And you know, I started praying in the Spirit when I was baptized in the Holy Ghost November uh 30th, 1978. My dad had it written in his Bible. So you know what I like to say, and you at home have probably heard me say this, it's a little late to tell me that it doesn't exist. So (laughs) because it does. Absolutely. Okay. Let's talk about Acts 4, 5, 6, and 7. What do we see the Holy Spirit doing just kind of as an overview in those chapters um, as Um, we're we're getting close on our time? Right. Well, in Acts uh, 3, of course, you see you see the first miracle happen. Uh-huh. And what we need to understand is that we do pray in, uh, to Jesus. Everything is in Jesus' name. Yeah. And when you evoke the name of Jesus, the whole, it's like the Holy Spirit stands up and says, Oh, okay, now it's my time to move in that power. Amen. And so we see so many miracle signs and wonders happen um, between verses or chapters 3 and 7. Um, Ananias and Sapphira, of course, a lot of people have so much confusion on that part of Acts because of the death of the two of them. But what we really need to remember in that is that you can't lie to God Mm -hmm. and that each one of us are going to be judged just like those tongues hit those heads individually of those people. We are individually going to stand before God Mm And each one of them had a chance mm-hmm. to go before God and repent. You can't lie. You can stand in the choir your whole life, mm-hmm. but if you're not saved, you're not saved. That's true. So I can fool you, yeah. but I cannot fool God. You can't fool God. You cannot right. fool God. He mm-hmm. knows. I've tried that too. Well, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. But you know what was so interesting on that with Ananias and Sapphira? Well, after the day of Pentecost, they left there and there was just like a, a revival of healings. The mm-hmm. apostles were going out, laying hands on people. People were being healed, delivered, set free. The church was growing and multiplying. And then comes a situation with Ananias and Sapphira. And um, what Peter said to them was, you were lying to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I think that's so interesting, don't you? Yeah, it's very interesting. But what we also need everyone to understand is the Holy Spirit is God. 
Yes. Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and God is God. God yeah. the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Right. When we are talking about the Holy Three Spirit, yeah, that omnipresent Spirit, mm-hmm. it's like you hear everyone say, oh, Jesus is in my heart. And yeah. We do teach our children that. I taught my kids that. Yes, but and it, He is. And He is. Yeah. But He's in your heart through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, and, and the Holy Spirit was now the predominant force on the earth because Jesus says, it's expedient that I go so that I could send the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So they were all beginning to know what is it like to get to know the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. How do we learn to let him lead us? Who is he? How do we, <laughs> what how are do we, we doing? <laughs> yeah. How do we understand that we're accountable to the Holy Spirit? That's right. They were very accountable. And as you see, I I guess one of the other things that really stands out to me here is as the Holy Spirit fills these men Mm -hmm. and they become bolder and bolder. And we've got to realize like Peter and John are doing all these miracles and they are preaching the word of God like never before. This same Peter who a couple of months ago was standing over the trash Mm -hmm. can swearing, saying, I don't know the man. Yeah. I don't know the man. That's right. And now the Holy Spirit has filled him with that boldness to go out. And I mean, we even see uh, later on that people were laying their sick people in the street for his shadow to fall on him. Amazing. And you know, Jesus says, even greater works than I, you will do. What a transformation. What a transformation. And that was that dunamis power of the Holy Spirit that came on him and empowered him. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So then what happens in Acts 6 and 7? Let's just talk about that in our last few moments. And then we're um, going to give folks some homework. <laughs> and then we're going to give some homework. Okay. Well, um, in Acts 6, we see him say in verse 3, Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. And they're talking about the business of supplying the needs of the widows. They've kind of all gotten into a tizzy about who's doing what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. But it's very interesting that they picked seven men. And of course, one of the men who they picked was Stephen. Yes. And, uh, you know, it says that he was full of the Holy Spirit, like I said, in faith. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see Philip in this, uh, who will... uh, come to know later. And I like how verse seven says, the word of God spread and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests were obedient to the Lord. So we have to know wherever we see the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. we see increase. That's right. What I love about that account too, of sending out the seven men to help administrate was that it says they fasted they prayed, and then they laid hands on them, and they mm-hmm. sent them out. And so much of the ministry of the Holy Spirit and the impartation of the Holy Spirit is in the laying on of hands. Right. And um, I think about COVID, you know, <laughs> and how... Don't touch me. Yeah, yeah, don't touch me. And, you know, we're, now we don't have the altar services a lot of times in our church because mm-hmm. we, you know, have to you know, distance ourselves, social distancing. And anything that that God has set up in place, the enemy tries to come in to counterfeit or to hinder or to stop because there is power in the laying on of hands. That's right. Amen. 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 Yeah. And then Stephen is, is stoned. And then Stephen is stoned. And so 
Here's the thing about Stephen Stoning that a lot of people don't realize is that it, it was against the law. Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't just stone someone. Yeah. They had to be, go before the court and, and you know, be proven guilty. Mm -hmm. But before he gets stoned, he gives this beautiful rendition. He does. From Abraham mm -hmm. all the way to Jesus. And then we get to verse 51 where he says, you stiff neck and uncircumcised <laughs> in heart. He said it. Yeah, <laughs> and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and your fa as your fathers did. So do you. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on to say, he makes them so mad they gnash their teeth at him. Yeah. But full of the Spirit, mm -hmm. he gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He was able to withstand that persecution and that stoning and that mobbing, his death through the mm -hmm. power of the Holy Spirit. And um, what an example there. You know, I would just encourage everybody, if you would, go back and read those first seven chapters of Acts and give us some homework as we're closing out. We've got just a couple minutes. Well, and um, tell us what we need to do to study these first seven chapters. As you study the first seven chapters of Acts, first of all, you need to every time just saturate yourself in the Word. Mm -hmm. You know, just sat because every time I read this, there was more that was pulled out. Mm -hmm. And then we need to um, understand that religion hinders mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit because religion is about works and the Spirit is about relationship. Mm -hmm. So as you read through here, I want you to tell me what, um, what is it in my, or not tell me, ask the Holy Spirit, what in my life, what in my life is religion and is hindering me from relationship with the Holy That's Spirit? Good. Because even, even today as, as, or, you know, in the time that I was studying this, mm -hmm. you know, the Holy Spirit showed me some things mm -hmm. and it really was like, oh, Okay. So we have to be uh, very humble mm -hmm. and very willing as you study the book of Acts mm -hmm. to take off any kind of um, learning that you had before. That's so true. That's right. Because many of us have been raised in religion. There hasn't been a lot of teaching about the Holy Spirit. And I think that's why we felt committed to bring this program to Perhaps. you is because this, that's what this program's all about is the power of the Holy Spirit. And people get so excited when you start talking about mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. They love they to do. talk about the Holy Spirit. So if you love to talk about the Holy <laughs> Spirit, get in this book of Acts with us. And we're going to have a lot of fun over the next few weeks studying together. So thank you, Michelle, for being with us today. Thank and you. what a powerful overview. We just took kind of an overview of these first seven chapters and what the Holy Spirit was doing. And I pray you were blessed by that and you were, you've been encouraged. And do you know the first step to receiving the Holy Spirit is to ask Jesus into your heart. Mm -hmm. If you've never done that, just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I give you my life. And then ask for that baptism of the Holy Spirit. And He will come on you and empower you and bless you in ways you never imagined. So we just pray for you today that the Lord will just fill you with His presence. He will bless you and that you'll... Uh, come to know the Holy Spirit as never before. Michelle serves with us on the Heritage Christian Fellowship uh, Board, which has been in existence since 1972 and sends missionaries around the world. Michelle herself has been on the mission field 
And so we want to invite you to be with us and, and to partner with us as we send the gospel through Always More TV around the world and we help fund missionaries and missionary organizations as well. We would love for you to come alongside and help us and, and be a part of what we're doing here. God bless you again. Thank you for being with us and we'll see you next week on Always More TV. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded in 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.